welcome back to another episode of Slice Up Your Life. I am your host, Rach Bedell, and I know I've gotten a really bad habit of like getting in the groove of these and then going MIA for a bit. To be completely honest, I get a little bit of anxiety of asking people to do the podcast. I don't know why. It is what it is. Every time I record them, I get back into the groove of it, and I absolutely love doing it. So we're trying. You know, it's the grace of COVID. No one knows what they're doing with their lives right now. (laughs) Um, But I got to have a conversation with my friend Jessica. I know her from Oasis, um, as a lot of these people that I do. But her and I hit it off, like, literally the first time that we met. And really, we talk about it on the podcast, but really deep dive. Haven't ever actually been able to hang out other than at church, but have just had really life-giving conversations. And... She just is a woman of literally so many talents, and you'll hear that on this podcast too. A little bit of disclaimer, my audio sucks in the beginning. I'm sorry, it just does. But um, thankfully, I'm not doing a lot of the talking for once in my life. So um, Jess sounds fine, and Jess has amazing things to hear. So literally all you have to do is pay attention to what she says because she's amazing and she talks about it, but she just has God speaking through her all the time. Um, and I just feel very fortunate to have her in my life. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Jess. Yeah, I guess to start off, like, how have you been not to, I like to not deep dive on COVID all the time, but obviously COVID has affected like your life. I'm sure a lot with, um, photography and weddings and just how has that season been as things have started to kind of open up again a little bit for you? Um, and just kind of processing, cause you've done so many cool things too. I like loved the little family, like front doorstep things that you were doing. Cause you're like, I may as well, like all these families are, um, in their homes. So yeah, just talking about how COVID and quarantine and all this stuff has affected you. Yeah. Um, well, it's been a wild ride, but <laughs> Um, I might've shared this with you already, but at the beginning of year, the year, um, late last year, I felt like God just really spoke abundance over my life. Um, and it kind of has anchored just how I've viewed everything. Um, you know, started the year off in Paris and just like on this like complete high and then Mm -hmm. March hit and, um, I began quarantine like holed up at my lake house with my parents and my siblings and, you know, really just looked at it as like, how can this be an opportunity for me just to like dig in? And so I started like painting every morning. Um, As a reader, I couldn't read a book because I think I was so like distracted. You don't realize like Mm -hmm. how many things are like you're processing while this is going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, even as like weddings started to reschedule question what they're going to do um I really had like this like supernatural peace and I am like super grateful for it it's given me the bandwidth to really just like pour into other people because I've had such peace and knowing like everything was gonna work out and Mm -hmm. I'm always like a glass is you know what is it glass is half full full. glass is full yes like (laughs) I half full half empty yeah half full um and I just used it as like okay like what can I do right now um there was like this trend of like people like photographing families on like their front stoop and um when my business partner was like you should do this I was like no I'm not doing it everyone else is doing it like I'm not gonna follow this like trend and, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, this could be like a great like networking. It could be a great mm-hmm. way that I like pour into people during this time. Um, and, you know, from a business perspective, it could pay off in the long run. Like I'm connecting with new people. And so I put it out there and really wasn't expecting anything and ended up photographing like over 100 families in a month, which was oh my amazing and crazy and so much fun. Um And it just brought like such a sense of purpose that I could show up at people's houses, give them something to do, but also just to document this time. Um, Early on in the middle or the beginning of quarantine, my dad said to me, like, I feel like after all this, like families are going to really like value photography. Um, Mm -hmm. And it like 
it struck me because it was coming from my dad. It wasn't coming like from my mom. It wasn't yes. coming like it was like my dad saying that. And um, and I think there's some like truth to that. We all have spent, I mean, you know, you spent time with your family for months. And it's like you just, I think we're all getting like back down to like the root of what life is about. Um, and we're being mm-hmm. like forced into this corner. And I think it's good, um, you know it's unfortunate that people are losing their lives and their jobs and all of that. And just what the world has, things are surfacing um, that are unfortunate. But I think if we can kind of look at it like through the lens of this is an opportunity, like we can get a lot of out of it. And that's really what I've done. (laughs) Like I, I feel like, and that's because God said like, this is going to be a year of abundance. And I like clung, clung to that. Yeah. I want to go on that because a question that I wanted to ask you anyways is because I know just meeting you from Oasis and like seeing you at services, like I can literally like, I don't mean this like in a cheesy way, like I literally can see like God working in you and you always like, mm-hmm. even especially how like your intercessory prayer, like you were just, I can see your gifts and like feel your gifts. Like mm-hmm. when, like how do you hear God talk to you? I guess that's like something that I'm always mm. curious of. Like, how do you hear God speaking to you in these times when he spoke abundance on you? How did you hear that? Mm. It's such a good question. Um, I, I have always like felt God's presence in my life and I haven't really like under, I never really understood completely what that voice that I heard. Um, you know, you can, I think what's hard for people who, you know, are new to their faith or don't have a sense of like who God is and what he says, you, you kind of like question, like, am I just thinking that? Am I just Mm -hmm. saying that? Um, but for me, there's just like a sense of like inner knowing, inner peace. Um, just that when I hear words spoke over my life, like I, I know based on like how I feel grounded and how like I can't kind of ignore it that Mm -hmm. it is from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, that's been a journey over the past, I would say like 10 years. Um, And I feel like after I came back from Haiti was really when I completely like understood the power of listening to the voice of God Um, because that was what brought me to Haiti. But I don't think like I fully understood what dependency on waiting and listening for God to speak over our life, like looks like and what it means. If Mm -hmm. that answers your question, I don't know, maybe a roundabout way. (laughs) Well, I think too, that's like to the going back to the point of like this whole entire COVID time, having like a real purpose and mm-hmm. I think it is us like pressing into this waiting. And again, to, like you said it perfectly, like I hate that people are losing p- loved ones and jobs and like weddings, you know, there's so many things that are not great out of this time, but I mm-hmm. also feel like there's so much we can gain if we pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, and also too, I heard one time that it was like, even a loved one, like there should be nothing in this life that you can lose and it completely just turn your, like turn your life upside down I, I, I they said it more profoundly obviously but like <laughs> in a sense of like even if you lose a loved one like you should be able to move on with your life because your life shouldn't be so just about that person you know what I mean like mm. if we are in a line with God then like we at least have that to go back to mm-hmm. um, and I think that this time is like really highlighting that as well absolutely and it's a choice I think yeah. like you know it's a choice of how Like, are you going to allow circumstances to influence where you're at? Or are you going to allow God to reveal to you what he has for you in this moment, despite the circumstances? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you said you've always like felt God's presence. Did you, did you grow up like going to church and in faith with your family? I know your family has like come to service Mm. and stuff like that too, but have you always been pretty strong in your faith? Um, so I grew up, I went to a Catholic grade school, um, from kindergarten to seventh grade and then moved during my seventh grade year to like a public school in a completely different town. Um, 
So I grew up in the Catholic church. Um, I grew up, you know, having religion class and learning to recite the whole Hail Mary and the Our Father and like having to stand up at the front of the classroom and do that in front of 25 other kids. Um, so for me, my mom has like a very strong faith. And so I've always seen that in her. Um, however, I feel like the context that like we grew up in was very much that Catholic regimented mentality. There was never the the sense of a relationship. And so um, I would say it was probably like in high school, I was like a part of Young Life. And um, I actually battled like a really bad eating disorder during my high school years. And like, at that point, when I like got connected to Young Life was when I kind of really understood like, like Christianity. Um, Mm -hmm. But still was not like, completely following the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. I was all over the place and it was just this cycle of like coming in and out of like understanding like who I am. Um, and then in my mid twenties was when there was like a really like drastic shift, um, in my life. And I began to just, there there, there wasn't like a certain moment per se. Um, but it was just like, okay, like I keep, again, I've always, I feel like I've always like known God's presence in my life. And so I kept going back and forth and, you know, living in the world and then living in his presence and going back and forth. And so then when it was like in my twenties, it was like, okay, like this is, I, I know who I am. Like I know who I am and yeah, that's kind of my roundabout journey. Did you know something like Rachel or anything? Like how did you get in with Oasis. I don't know. If, I don't think I know this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I opened the can um, of worms. <laughs> this is, it's good though. Like it's really good. And I actually like posted a little bit about it um, on my social media yesterday. So I um, lived in Haiti for two years and yeah. prior to Haiti, I was going to another church in Chicago, um, but never really had community at that church. It was more, I've, I've always, I mean, you know, this, I'm very introverted and very independent. Um, and mm-hmm. at the before Haiti, I feel like my, my relationship with the Lord was very much like I, I wasn't living in community. Um, and I always had lived alone. And then I moved to Haiti and I lived with five women and five mm-hmm. like believers. And so it was, it changed like just my perspective of what, um, really following Jesus looks like, um, in relationship with others. And so I was in a relationship with a guy in Haiti, um, who actually asked my parents to marry me. Um, and when we were looking to come back to Chicago, one of his good friends was attending Oasis. And so I knew I didn't want to go back to the other church. And so we went to one of the services together, loved it. I immediately felt like this is my home. Um, and mm-hmm. it was actually when we were meeting at Lacuna and kind of a backstory. I had lived in Pilsen for two and a half years before Haiti. And oh. my my friend owned and started Lacuna. So I would actually hang out there and party there <laughs> um, <laughs> before. And so when we pulled up and it was at Lacuna, I was like, oh my gosh, like this, this is crazy. So um, yeah, so that's how I ended up at Oasis. Obviously that, that relationship fell away, but honestly, like I find it pretty humorous um, when I think about how God brought me there and Mm -hmm. the promise of being in that community because everyone that I met through Oasis was a part of that um, season of my life that was very hard. I was actually... um, in a meeting with JP and I was like, oh, you remember that first year I was here? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, do you remember all that? And like, I, I love like just God's like ability 
like there's just humor in it. He yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. Um, and now I can totally see just the blessing of me ending up in at Oasis. Yeah. Um, especially just, yeah, there's, there's humor in it. He's got a sense of humor. Oh my gosh. Does lie. he, doesn't he? I swear all the time. I'm like, okay, God, I get it. I got your joke. Can we like, let it go? <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the next one. We're done here. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I kind of have like some people are like, how did you find Oasis? And I'm like, oh, my ex told me it was like a church that he thought was near me. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like similar. And also too, he's like introduced me to faith. So it's like, Again, roller coaster of things, but it's like I would never. It, that, not that that relationship was bad, but I would like never undo that because it led me mm-hmm. to so many other great things. But it just is like funny how like it all circles oh, yeah. around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. When you lived in Haiti, did I'm gonna butcher? Is it Savoie? Savoie. Savoie. Yeah. Did Savoie start? Like, did you go to Haiti for Savoie, or did Savoie come out of Haiti? Um, so I went to Haiti originally in, I think it's 2014, 2013 or 2014. Um, and I went with a group of photographers and videographers that we basically just used, um, like media to pour into different organizations. So mm-hmm. basically no prop nonprofit has a, you know, marketing budget. And so that was our way to serve. Um, you know, we weren't there to paint a house we weren't there to build anything we were there to use our gifts in order to support others um and in that time we were connected with a children's home and they were the beginning the first stages of like their um older kids aging out so at 18 you have to leave the orphanages um however you're not finished with school while a lot of these kids have family, they are so disconnected that their family is no longer their family. Um, and so I asked a few of them, like, what, like, what's your plan? And they didn't know. Um, and so I came back to the state evicted that I was supposed to do something. Um, when I was studying art education, I always knew that I wanted to do more community-based art education. Um, like, working in the community as Mm -hmm. far as art goes versus a traditional classroom. And so it was so clear that like this was an opportunity for me to use that background. Um, So Savoie came out of that trip and then I came home, prayed, just like would like honestly was having these dreams one night, actually in my apartment in Pilsen, I woke up and I like had visually like seen a basket, um, like a nest, a very colorful nest. Um, And I felt like God gave me this vision of like, this was going to be a place that people, women specifically could come and create something beautiful, but also give them the opportunity to be on their own, Mm -hmm. um, to not create dependency. And so, yeah, Savoie means her voice in French and, um, it came just from, yeah, that trip. And then I was like, okay, we're going for it. We're going Yep. And then you passed off the company, didn't you? Like, or is that yes. how you would say it? Yeah, I did. Um, I had hit a place. So now I've been back for like two years, I guess. Um, and going on three, actually. Now, um, I came back and, you know, did my best to continue to maintain Savoie in the capacity I could. I was traveling back and forth. Um, meanwhile, also trying to build my businesses back here because, um, when I left for Haiti, I let go of, you know, the six figure business that I had built and Mm -hmm. just like let it fall apart. And so now I came home and I had to like rebuild it back up. So I was trying to, you know, juggle too many things and I was super overwhelmed and I, you know, approached multiple people. Like I, I need to just pray about like what is going to happen for Savoie. Um, and I think that was in like March of last year that I like, like kind of outwardly finally like verbalized it to people that Mm -hmm. I was like feeling this. And within like a month I got um, an Instagram message from a girl who I knew um, 
and actually funny. Yeah. There's a lot of connections with that, but, um, (laughs) I knew, but I didn't know her like personally. And she was like, Hi, I just like, like, how's your business going? And I was like, Oh gosh, like I can't answer this. Like she's not going to tell her the truth, but I'm also not going to lie. Yeah. So I ignored the message. And then like two days later, um, which is actually right after one of the OCM, um, writing retreats actually when I got rebaptized. Um a couple days later I got another message from her and was like, hey, the Lord just keeps putting you on my heart. Um I would love to hear how you and Savoir are doing. And I was like, mm. okay. I like Fine. all right. All right, I'm gonna like entertain this because there's a reason um that she's reaching out again. And so I set up a call for her the next day and I will never forget. I was on um, Fulton and Halstead getting out of my car and I got on the phone with her and she just started speaking and everything she was saying was what I had been praying. And she was Mm -hmm. just like, I feel like Savoie is supposed to keep going, but like that you need like a season to just be and that I'm supposed to help like support you in this. And I was just like flooded with tears. Like it was, I, she was like, well, you can think about it. I'm like, no, the answer is yes. Yeah. Like, um, I get chills even thinking about it now, but it, it was an immediate yes, because I knew it was of God. Yeah. I knew that this was his plan. And that was why I kept going back and forth. I'm like, I don't, I, I know that this isn't supposed to end, but like, I can't handle it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was there's something to be said about like everyone when I started so I was like oh my gosh like you're so like incredible for building this and like for me it was like no brainer Mm -hmm. but I think that like actually like when you start to let go of things that you've built and you've poured your heart and your energy in it's like that's actually like the greater leap of faith than actually starting it and my mom actually just closed down her store and when we had like a closing night of just celebration, like that's what I said to her. I'm like, you like, yes, we're so proud of you for like starting this store, but like, we're actually even more proud of you for like knowing when the when time let was. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And then trusting that there'll be, there, there will be something else that like, and, and too, like you have to remove those things in your life to open up opportunity for other things to flourish. Like if you're just holding on to everything, like you're going to be weighed down and it doesn't let you, before it's like it's kind of like a, a I guess a an example would be like relationships like if you're holding yep. on to the last one so hard you're never going to be able to leap forward into the next one and that's like romantic or friendships or whatever um but I don't think we think of it that simply when it comes to like our tasks or our careers or our callings or whatever it may be like we have seasons for those too mm-hmm. oh absolutely and I think there's just like this visual of like think everything in our life and this is actually what I keep telling my clients that are my wedding clients for this year. Like, I'm like, you need to hold your expectations in your hand very loosely. Like Mm. you can hold them, but like you can't grip to them so tight because things might change and it's going to be harder for you to accept it. If you, if you're hold, you're gripping so hard. Yep. Um, and I have to just always like remind myself of that, like how, hard am I like gripping onto this like am I giving God room to move or am I like just clasping onto it so hard yeah well and too because like there's been so many things I mean like your photography business and like dear darling too like when did dear darling when did that birth like when that baby that thought process of because honestly the amount of arts things and obviously like you were born an entrepreneur through and through because the amount Uh of things that you do and like involved with like art I just I mean I love it and too we had the kinship like I think the first time it was like the first couple of times I was at Oasis whenever Uh JP first posted like my notes you're like I had to figure out who this was because I feel like I do this too (laughs) like yeah they're like visual notes so it just is yeah I'm intrigued of like you know, hearing that, like, letting go, but then also, like, how different brainchilds of yours mm. have evolved or flourished throughout, you know, the past couple of years, too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I feel like sometimes I'm a crazy person, um, <laughs> which I am, and I have no problem saying it. Um, yeah, Darling Deer was really 
so when I was in Haiti, like I, you know, I was stripped of everything that was like known to me, every mm-hmm. comfort, um, the people that my inner circle, like just, I mean, it's, I, I could talk about it for hours. You were just basically stripped down to like your, your dependency on the Lord is like, it's so essential. Um, and so darling dear was like, really just like writing, like I would be sitting on my roof and like staring out at the mountain line. And like, I felt like I would just like get these words and they were promises and they were prophetic words over my life or, or over situations. And I, I honestly like hate sitting down and journaling. Like I, I, I can't do it. Um, and I also feel like there's a lot of what, like the platform of social media might sound stupid, but for me, it's like, how can I like share what I feel like God is gifting me Mm -hmm. with other people? And so when I was in Haiti, it was like, I would just, that was how I would share with people. Um, I would post a, a photo with writing. And um, so it just naturally kind of just flowed. It was kind of like my therapy. It was my like writing that was like really just a release for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, about a year ago, I got an email like in the middle of the night from a girl who I had photographed her and her kids in Austin. And she just said that like, I keep like, you keep coming on my heart about this project. She's like, I'm working with this publisher and like, I just feel like this is for you. Um, And I had always wanted to like write a book um, more so just like short writings of like all of these like little darling deer notes and so again it was one of those things like it just came to me um I think that there's something I've been kind of like talking about it a lot lately just like vision boarding and like writing down intentions and like when you really put your heart and your attention to something if it is for you I feel like doors will open and I have found that to be true with nearly every business or project um there's a personal project that I'm about to start working on it's like I can't ignore it so I don't know what's going to come of it but like I just need to follow that um and so like that was what happened with Darling Deer and um yeah like continuing to write and put this you know group of writing together um but it's definitely just prophetic words um and perspectives that I feel like other people are waiting for yeah and resonate with do you mm-hmm. feel like that's where also like your gift for like intercessory prayer comes or like just mm-hmm. prayer in general comes from too because I know like you were just so powerful in that as well at church and like praying on people and just you know I feel like that's a huge gift that you have I feel like that probably it seems like it like ladders up with this as well mm. I think so I think it is very much like listening I mean it goes back to kind of what the first question it's like listening to the voice of god mm-hmm. and really like putting yourself in a place that you can receive um and to be honest i i actually recently talked to rachel and jp about this but like i didn't know anything about intercessory prayer before oasis um and but i had received on on the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have received from others and knew that it was something that it was so powerful that could like completely break chains off of people. Um, and like, I wanted to, I, like I wanted more of that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be able to understand like God's like intention. Um, and so yeah, I think it I think it's all aligned. Like if I look at like everything in my life, whether that is Savoie or my wedding business or my family business or the writing, there there's a there is a line that is like literally connecting all of them. Yeah. Um and I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. What do you what what have you learned about God with like um shooting families and weddings? Like I just feel mm-hmm. like it's you know, that is like not that everyone you shoot and they may be like are believers, but 
Two, mm-hmm. I just feel like the like, families and creating and love like is just so or as like we would like to think rooted in God and like mm-hmm. what what have you learned like seeing those celebrations and seeing families bloom and being able to see that like through a lens. Mm. I think it, I think it goes back again to like having prophetic eyes for people and so and really being like just rooted into a moment and feeling like led by the spirit to see and for me like in my business and work capture things. Um mm-hmm. It's why I I just rebranded my wedding business called For Just a Moment because for me it is about those moments that like otherwise like wouldn't be they they could be looked over um and actually people don't even understand that they're happening and I feel like I'm allowed to look through a lens that reminds people of what matters yeah. um and it's the same thing with the family stuff like how can I share joy and love and connection with people through an image um you know even if it's the most stressful family like session I like families will be like oh like was that awful like (laughs) I'm so sorry like do you think you got anything and then I'm able to deliver something that they didn't even understand was happening yeah um and you know I believe like I, I wrote this actually yesterday too, like God's timing can really coexist with our greatest desires. And I feel like right now I am in this season that like I get to use the lens of what God has placed in my heart as desires to reflect back to people what they have yeah, and like really what life is all about. Um, you know, I think growing up in a family of five kind of, rooted me in the understanding of like what family love is Mm -hmm. and yeah that's another roundabout way of very lengthy response to your question you're just actually answering the questions i don't know like all the words sometimes i'm like oh my my business partner will be always be like could you just like simplify it like so many words and i'm like that's what i I do I gotta say it all. There's just so much to it. It's funny that you actually said you brought that post because I literally just pulled it up because I screenshotted it earlier. Um, Because too, I just want like, you're obviously really open about like singleness and that too. And it's, is it ever hard? You said in the post too, like you're very, um, you're the most secure and confident in love with the freedom, my life single that I have ever been. Uh But like, so I just want you to talk about that and to like, if there's, is it ever difficult like filming weddings and things and like things like that, where you're just constantly seeing people have that mm-hmm. if you're, if it's something that you're desiring? It, it was, it, it was very difficult before I moved to Haiti. And I think there was a lot of like intention of why, why God placed that on my path because Mm -hmm. I was on a trajectory that my identity was in my work. I was, you know, in my late twenties making six figures on a business that I had built. And I was like almost addicted to it. Like I still, I still battle some workaholism, (laughs) but I'm aware of it now. Um, So, but at that point it was, there was a sense of like, I don't want to say, no, I probably should say just like resentment. Like it was like, almost like this is what I'm doing for everyone else. And like, why can't I have it? Mm -hmm. Um, however, I've hit this point that like, I realized that like, I'm not actually doing this for people. I'm doing it with them. Mm -hmm. And it's shifted everything when I look at it through that lens, like, and in a way, because there is this desire in my heart, I, that's why I seek out the moments that I do that. I actually don't know if I would have that eye for have, if I had a family or if I had a husband or if I was in a relationship, Mm -hmm. like I don't actually know if like, my heart would be like compelled to like 
see things the way that I do. And maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I would see it differently. Who knows? But I'm like looking at it as this like opportunity now. Um, so yes, to answer your question, it was hard. I don't like, sure. Do I have my moments? Yes. But usually like they come and go like yeah. for now. Um, and yeah, I am like content. I don't know where I like read it or heard it, but um, I think it might have been another podcast. I'm not sure. But talking about, you know, this woman was talking about like being like single in her mid 30s, which is where I'm at. Um, can't believe I'm going to be 35 because I don't feel that age at all. But, like, <laughs> crazy. Um, but she was talking about how like in in your singleness, like looking at like what are the things that you would actually have to give up mm. to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Like what would you actually be sacrificing, sacrificing, sorry, for <laughs> like marriage or for a family? And not that it would be wrong, but like really like looking at and being grateful for those things. And like recently my my family is like on a French bulldog kick and they like, I really like, I love them. I want one. And my mom goes, Jess, you can't have one. And I was like, why? Like, I like, I just want one. And she was like, you're too spontaneous that like you, you wouldn't be able to handle having a dog. And I was like, you're right. Like I, I love the freedom of being able to get up and go to get up and go. And to not have to, like, ask anyone or, like, really, like, consider anyone else in that process. And I that might sound selfish, but, like, it, it that is what energizes me. Travel energizes me. It renews me. Like, it literally is where, like, I recenter. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, that would look different. Yeah. So I'm, like, truly trying to, like... I don't even have to like try right now. And I think that's where like that post from yesterday, like came from. It's like, I'm not even trying. I'm just like, that's what I see right now. Um, is that like, this is such a gift and the grass is always greener. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people might look at my life and believe that like, I like do all these things and et cetera. Whereas I might look at their life and be like, Oh my gosh. But like, you go, go to bed with someone at night, like you wake up to your kids in the morning. So it's, it's really interesting to then like have friends be like, I just like, so admire you. And I'm like, "Eh," (laughs) you know, so it's, it's an interesting, like, you just gotta like think differently, I guess. It's all about the thought process. Totally. And I think too, it's a sense of like, again, like there's a sense of the waiting season that I was talking to one of my best friends about it. And she, has been single for I think majority of not all like all of, I don't know if she's had like a serious relationship and so she always has to go back to that of like there are these gifts of singleness that she can do things and pour into people like she's an Enneagram too and like she's the most Enneagram too I know so she's like <laughs> wants to just like dive and help every single person that is like exists in the planet and she's like I want to be able to do this if like I was constantly in relationships and I was someone that was constantly in relationships and like when I was single for like, you know, like it's been like a year and a half ish. And it's like this whole sense of, you know, there was like lonely time periods, but then it like, like you said, it opened up a lot of the, a lot of timing and then makes you value being in a relationship too. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's, there is a thing of like grass is greener, but also not wishing away that time period because it's like, you can learn so much in that season if you actually pay attention to it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that like might've been actually when we were on the phone um, a few weeks ago, but like I, during this like COVID season, like I've part of like my like monthly, I want to say goals because it sounds like weird when I say it's a goal, but like like, is to reach out to people and because I have the bandwidth and the capacity to check in on my friends that like don't Mm -hmm. like, because they're at home with their families and they have their kids. Like I have, I have the capacity to be like on a walk by myself and be like, I'm just going to check in to see how they're doing. Um, and I love that. And I feel like that's what this year also has brought out of me. Like, Oh my gosh, how can I love on people 
at the beginning of quarantine, when like we all didn't know, no one knew what was happening. Like I started and kids were still in school for the spring. I started doing like a morning, like little art call with my friend, Francis, oh my kids. God. And like, I mean, it wasn't like, I wasn't like teaching them anything, but we were, I would like draw, they would draw and we would just like hang out so that she could like have a moment. Yeah. Um, and I loved it cause it was like filling my cup of like, I love spending time with these kids, but I can't be with them physically. But like, I was like, Francis, like, go take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really like, are you sure? You... Exactly. And like, I have the capacity to do that, which is my, like, that's the point, And I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I do want to note that you said, I wrote it down because you said it and it just kind of showed me, you're like, you're saying that you're intro- introverted and independent, which you are, but you're also like one of the most open people also. Like you're introverted, but you're very, like, like you talk about social media and I'm like, anyone who follows me knows I'm the same way. Like, I don't have a thought. Well, that's not true. I have, majority of my thoughts are on social media. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. like, I'm just like, here's what it is. Then we'll take it. And I like, do appreciate it because, like, you are introverted. But I think, too, like, I appreciate the openness that you have. And I think that's, like, the blessing and the curse of social media because, uh-huh. like, it's, I mean, I think it has curated so many awesome things during this quarantine time when people are, pent up and all they have is their thoughts and there's yep. somewhere I'm like please some people I'm like please just don't get on social media but I do think it's been really cool like to see obviously with like Black Lives Matter and like seeing people get involved and like hopefully not have like you know hopefully that was a, a short-lived moment and people are continuing I know it was like really a high peak but like mm-hmm. it started to like level out again but hopefully it just keeps people like front of mind and now it's like a lot of stuff on like child sex trafficking and things like that. And it's getting things started like heavy topics, but I think also too, to be like, take away this um, like glory reel or like perfect life reel and be like, okay, that might be like my feet or whatever, but like, please see what I'm thinking or struggling or mm-hmm. just the authenticity of what you can post as well and like not to again make it like social media like have conversations with your people like don't just post on social but also too it's like I heard this one thing that was like vulnerability like honesty is answering a question when someone asks it vulnerability Mm -hmm. is going first and like being Mm -hmm. like here's my stuff yeah and I think that's something that like I've cherished a lot that it's like here's just stuff I'm thinking and feeling and like obviously I want people to like hear my heart and not just think what hear what they think I'm saying mm-hmm. but it's also like I've it's always the things that I don't feel like I should post that once I post I get oh my gosh so many messages and it's you're not doing it for that but it's like oh okay like yeah like the next time I have that internal struggle just post it because there's definitely someone that like needs or wants to hear that and they maybe don't know it mm-hmm. well we crave connection and I think that like for me I I hate small talk. Yeah. Like I, I like I could talk about, I'm an Enneagram four. So like I could literally talk about my feelings and the rain on the flowers and the, the light glistening through the leaf. Like, you know, like that again, if actually, if you look at my social media, you'll see like videos of light going through leaves because like, that's where I feel like, Oh my god. You posted gosh. that yesterday. <laughs> literally yesterday. That's why it's top of mind. I'm an Enneagram six. So like I'm all the feels too, but I think that like with, and I'm a verbal processor. So that I was just the one thing yeah. that you were saying that like really hit with me. is like, I could talk my feelings all day and like the small talk. And I think that's why like you and I connected, like we've haven't had many conversations like, but whenever we mm-hmm. do, they're like super deep because it's like, I don't need the BS. Like I don't like, yeah. I don't need the surface level stuff. Like you and I talked about, I forgot who I was talking to the other day that I was like, yeah, I'm going to interview Jess. And they were like, oh, do you know her really well? And I'm like, well, like, we haven't only talked a couple of times, but every time we do, we get very deep. Like, we've talked about relationships and friendships and mm-hmm. the nitty gritty of stuff because it's like, I have the time, but I'm like, I'm not too old, but old enough that I'm like, I don't need this. Like, if, unless I'm at like a wedding and just like talking to my my friend's uncle's cousin, like, I don't need small talk. It's a yep. waste of my time. No, and it's like you just really, 
I just really want to know people. And I think like, that's, what's hard. I even like said it to someone, even just about like church community. Like, I feel like I actually know more about people in the church community because of social media versus like actually knowing them in real life. And like, Mm -hmm. that makes me sad, but it's also like just a byproduct of life and schedules. And, um, you know, for me, it like, I feel like I'm a part of a community of people that are literally 10 to 15 years younger than me. Um, and, but like, I cherish like the, the deeper conversations, even if they don't happen. Like, I feel like the minute you came to Oasis, I was like, yeah, she's going to be my friend. And like, (laughs) we've tried to hang out, but it hasn't happened because we both have crazy schedules, but like, there's nothing like we don't hold any, each other to that. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, like when we connect, we're going to connect. Um, and too, I don't feel like it's that thing. Like you see those memes. That's like, oh my gosh, we should hang out. And then like you repeat this over and over and over again until you die. Like, it's I not don't... intention. And it's yeah, and intention. I don't feel that. Like, cause I feel like every time we like talk, like we do have good intentional conversations. It's not like we avoid each other then. You know what no. I mean? Like it just is our schedules are nuts. And then it's like, it'll happen when it happens. I also get to see you. It's not like I never yeah. sleep. Well, I haven't seen you in eons, but I, I still get to see you. So I think that there's like that too. But yeah, and like, mm-hmm. too, it's like if I was going through like whatever, and I mean, <laughs> the, no, the first month of knowing you, you like called me out on some relationship stuff, and you're like, hey, <laughs> uh, I'm like, I see what's happening here. You're you. like, you're not ready. You need to cut this. Um, yes, and vice versa. Like, when I went through that, like, you showed up with like a card. Like, I think that there's something that, like, with certain friendships, you just know they're going to be there through and through. Yeah. But like, there's not this need to like, be like constantly like communicating just about like nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I have some friendships that like, we talk about like the stupidest shit, but like, I, they're also like deep friendships too. So yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know where we got on this tangent, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, well I have only I only have one more question but is there mm-hmm. anything that we didn't cover that you want to cover mm, no I feel like we we really touched on like this idea of like worthiness and purpose and singleness which is what I feel like God is really putting in my heart right now and I mm-hmm. need to understand like what I'm supposed to do with it and I think last night's post was um you know a part of like understanding like how am I supposed to communicate that well so I'm love I love that we talked on that and no I think I just you know at at the end of the day I want my life to be like an example of like I don't say like I want to be an inspiration but I want to encourage people like with their intentions so whether that's me like sharing like a vision board or you know sharing just like a shitty day that I like hate life and you know, whatever, like Mm -hmm. it's to, and like, it's to give people permission to like be heard. And actually that's one of the founding principles of Savoie was like, um, when we give, we're given permission to grow, we, or when we're given permission to be heard, we gain the power to grow. And I feel like I've always like tried to live my life through that lens. Um, no matter what I'm doing. I love that. I love that so much. And I think it, yeah, it's so true. I think we all want to be heard. And I think Sometimes we're, we're yelling, we're screaming at the top of our lungs when we don't mm. need to. Yeah. Um, and so I think too, is it just is like sitting in that too of like, you'll be heard. I kind of have realized too, like, you'll be heard on what you like are supposed to be heard about. Like people mm-hmm. will listen on the things that like you're supposed to talk about and the other, it's kind of like the things of letting go. Like yeah, the other things just like, maybe that's not what like, you can talk about it. But maybe you know, you could scream for the mountains and no one's really going to hear you. But if there are things that like you should be heard about, like people will mm-hmm. hear you. And I think we need to always remember like, is that like, God's always listening. And he actually already like, knows what we are going to say. Yeah. And we don't actually need another human or individual to understand our perspective because if we're if we're standing where we're supposed to be god knows and he actually has the ears that we need totally well it's kind of like jp's message last week was like 
how are you, how do you expect to like influence people if you're not letting God influence your life? And so it's Mm. like, let him be the one who hears you. And then like, then too, in return, like if you're, again, if you're supposed to speak on that, like he will speak through you and he will Mm. give you the words for that people need to hear. But like, unless you're aligned with him, your words aren't going to be of his. And so it's like, they're not really going to, nothing's going to really ladder up and like sync up really well. I might need to listen to that sermon. Though. It was really good. I think it was, <laughs> it was Wednesdays maybe. I got it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was so good. But well, okay. My last question. Um, mm-hmm. And I might know your answer because you answered my Instagram um, uh, poll. But since the call, since the podcast is called Slice of Your Life, what is your oh, favorite gosh. slice of pizza? Um, I really love Tortoricis. So that's the one I didn't know. I you said that one or Fornaroso, I think. I've been to Fornaroso, but I don't know this other one. I feel like you're gonna like Tortoricis. What kind of pizza? And the reason it's like it's like classic pizza. I don't know, but they have this like spicy sauce that is delicious. Um it's off of Grand Avenue. I think that you should order it like maybe for lunch. It's only 1030. So you got time. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's re- no, definitely Tortoricis, spicy sauce, pepperoni, green pepper and onion. That's my go-to. Goodness. I love it. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. Love you, friend. Love you. I will hopefully see you soon. And you know what? If not, we'll just speak on the interwebs. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> But seriously, y'all, Jess just holds a really special place in my heart. Um, Like you guys heard, we really haven't hung out, but we have just been able to have really real conversations, and that's what I love about Jess. She is real, but sincere, and just seriously is so grounded with the Holy Spirit that I know that I can go to her um, when I need to have my heart checked, which is just, I feel very lucky to have her in my life. But I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I was actually able to see Jess between the time of recording this and it coming out. I am back in Chicago, so getting reacclimated to being back in the city, and I'm really lucky because my church has been open, so I've been able to go to Oasis. So anyone in Chicago, if you need a little safe, special place to worship, hit me up because we've got that for you. But I hope you guys are staying safe and sane. I love y'all, and that's it for this episode of Slice Up Your Life.